and welcome back to Real Clear with Dr. Klein, the crossroads of politics and psychology. If you would like to listen to ad-free episodes and have access to daily and weekly releases, essays, and other membership perks, and you also want to help in the production of this program, go to realclearpodcast.com and click subscribe. There are a lot of places in this world where you can put your money, and so I thank you for considering membership to realclearpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, folks, welcome back. Thursday, December 21st, 2023. We've got to talk about the big story this week, and it's a major story. That is that the Colorado Supreme Court has acted to ban Trump from appearing on the state's primary ballot as well as, by extension, the general election. And on what grounds did they do that? They claim that he violates Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And let's be clear on what that is. Quote, No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. I clipped some of that out of there to string it all together and make it compressed. The point of all of this was that in 1865, the Congress acted to make sure that no former Confederate Army soldiers and officials could serve in the country's new direction. It was meant to help the country move in a better direction after the Civil War. The idea that it applies to former President Trump is a flimsy idea, but let's say that it possibly could. Wouldn't that rest on him being convicted of those claims of rebellion and insurrection, or giving aid and comfort to the enemies of democracy. I would think that a Supreme Court decision that would ban him from appearing in the ballot process would also have to rest on him being convicted. Are any of you aware of former President Trump being convicted of insurrection in a court of the United States? I'm not. So what exactly moved the Colorado Supreme Court to do this? It couldn't be jurisprudence. They're moving on this matter in the way that they did at the time that they did, lays bare their actual ground game, which is political warfare. Now, if you remember September 7th, 2023, this year, my podcast that I recorded that day, I predicted this would happen in Colorado and that it would signal to us that we're entering into the end of democracy. And I'm not being hyperbolic there. When one party can go after their opposition in a court of law without legal precedent, or at least they feel emboldened to, we're now in a banana republic. Congress uses impeachment as a political vendetta from both sides, it seems. And now we have a new precedent, which is that we can go after opposition candidates that we don't like from the bench. This ruling was the starting gun for a process that will unfold democracy. It is possible that we could put this back in the bag with a swift Supreme Court decision, but I don't think it's likely. This event is going to live in the minds of our future political generations, and they're likely to act out a repetition. And ask yourself, what will be the consequence of this decision, even if it's overturned, again, it lays precedent, of this decision interacting with the new generation of narcissistically organized personalities in this new generation? 
This new generation is more infantile, more narcissistic, more cluster B broadly than any generation in history. And what will be the consequence of them believing that this new mechanism is at their disposal? The mechanism of going after an undesired political candidate of the opposition party from the bench. Again, I think that political warfare is the outcome. I really meant it in September, and I mean it now. This may have been the ignition switch for the incineration of democracy. The problem right now from the left is that they believe that they are pushing undemocratic levers in order to save democracy, and they don't realize that the act of pushing those levers is destroying democracy. In their view, Donald Trump is so detestable and such a threat to democracy that they have to do things that momentarily destabilize democracy in order to bring about its resurgence. I disagree profoundly. I think as undesirable as Donald Trump may be as a candidate to both reasonably-minded center-right people as well as classical liberals and so forth, um, he has to be able to stand for office. And it's a different story as to who's a better candidate, uh, Trump or Biden. Obviously, most Americans right now are rating that President Trump, former President Trump, would be a better candidate. He's leading in the polls. This hasn't happened for quite some time in our politics, and it is scaring the left, scaring the Democratic Party, of course. And most Americans are seeing Donald Trump as a bit wild and reckless, but they prefer someone who's wild and reckless driving a car on the highway who can actually see over the steering wheel, as opposed to someone who can actually sit upright and see the road. That's Joe Biden. My position is that the American public must be free to elect the candidate of their choice. If they don't, our society is going to disintegrate so rapidly that we may actually have a separation of states. And that will not happen cleanly. I mean, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world are idiotic when they say that they need to have a national divorce. Easy, simple, clear. That's not how it's going to work. The way it's going to work if our country comes apart and red states and blue states secede from one another is that they're going to place various economic conundrums so as to thwart their supposed enemy. Interstate trade alliances are going to become thorny. Interstate jurisdictional problems are going to become numerous. Even interstate travel will be affected. The potential for a downslide here is enormous. So these self-righteous people on the bench in the Colorado Supreme Court thought they were doing the right thing. Their smug little cute glasses, I'm sure, let them see a world in such a way that their decision was going to be a righteous determinant for a resurgence of true democracy, saving Rome from the dictators. But what they did is lay precedent for the actual disintegration of the vital process of election in a democracy. They could not have acted more ironically. This is going to lead to chaos if it's upheld. Again, I think it's minimally likely that it's going to be upheld. It's, it's outstandingly likely that it's going to be reversed. But the precedent has already been laid. There's nothing we can do about that. It's been laid. If it's reversed, fine, even great. But it's been laid. Okay, well, there's an uplifting, bright, shiny episode for you just prior to Christmas. Just what you wanted. <laughs> okay, folks, well, be well, and I'll talk to you soon.